The Dallas Cowboys took care of business in Week 11, defeating the Carolina Panthers. How impressive was this win? We'll discuss that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, today we are breaking down the Cowboys' big "Quote unquote big win over the Carolina Panthers, thirty-three to ten. Before we get into the specifics of this game, was this an impressive win for you? Sure. I mean, look, you, you, you can't make the other team more impressive. Like you can't, you can't make your, you can't make your own schedule. You can't make the team that you're having to face the, uh, uh, you know, every week more impressive to make your wins look better. Um, all you can do is cover, baby, and good teams win, great teams cover. I'd learned that from the great Mark Smosier, and uh, and and honestly, it's 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 held true. I mean, look, I, I think what we, I think this is this is one of this is why this is a trap game, right? Is that if the Cowboys had come in here and done what I was talking about all week, what I was afraid of that they would do all week, they would they started start flat and continued it, unable to score points, unable to do things. I think that that would have been a, 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 a negative. The fact that they didn't, that they're avoiding the things that, that the previous Cowboys bad teams would do, right? Is, which is, you know, playing down to their opponents. I think that that's the big difference this year. And I think the fact that, that, that it's happening consistently, look, there was obviously the Arizona game, but, but I think the fact that they're, you're showing that you show up to these games, even if at lesser opponents and still take care of business, I think that's a positive development for this team as if you're looking holistically through the years, right? So, yeah. I, I mean, you're, you can only win this game by so many points, and, and it's never going to be impressive enough to anyone. So uh, I, I think the Cowboys clearly did what they needed to do to win this game and had Dak, Dak Prescott on the sideline with the ball cap before the end of the game. So I, to me – that's a successful win for the Cowboys against this team. Absolutely. I, I will also say one of the reasons to me it was impressive is because of this moment that happened late in the third quarter. So Carolina went on this 17-play, 70-yard touchdown drive that was aided by the, the Sam Williams penalty on fourth down. It's now – Cowboys are up 17-10. to 10, and, and I'm not a big momentum guy, but mm. it did feel like Carolina got themselves back into a game that they probably shouldn't have been in. Right. Like they actually have a chance to steal a game at home against a much better team. How did the Cowboys respond on offense after that drive? Eight plays, 75 yards, touchdown drive in three minutes. And it was efficient. It was right down the field. Um, It's those moments that make it feel like a big one. Because what happened after that, Landon? The next play, it was a pick six for Deron Bland. So this went from a one score game at the two minute mark to a two score game. Uh, with 13:48 in the fourth quarter, and it, it seems like it, this is continually what happens with the Cowboys is 
they can have things snowball so quickly on opponents where the game is basically out of reach. It was a 21 point game after, I guess a 20 point game seven plays later. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, it to me is like, that's the difference between this team and previous years teams of, of teams that, that were good teams, right. That, that like still struggled to do exactly what you're, what you're talking about. Take a couple punches from teams that didn't want to go down easy uh, and and then still turn around and make the big explosive plays to pull this game away uh, and, and keep it out of reach for an inferior inferior opponent. In, in previous years, we would have seen the Cowboys take that game into the fourth quarter and oh, maybe yeah. win it late or maybe not, right? That's the difference between – and I think that's why – this is something that I've really kind of learned over the years, why point differential actually does make a difference, right? And why it's an actually good stat because – Teams that take care of business take care of business, and ultimately it, it reflects in points. And 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 yeah, it's it's you know it's good to win close games, but in, it's the NFL. Those are all coin flips, no matter who these teams are. So the good teams find ways to spread things out, get get ahead, and stay ahead. Uh, and I think that you know, say what you want about the quality of the teams that the Cowboys have done it to. Outside of you know teams that are considered to be top five in this league, they've basically done it to every other opponent that they've faced so far this season. It's like my philosophy on third downs. You know, the best way to convert on third down is just to avoid them altogether. Same thing for close games. If you don't want to put yourself into a coin flip game every single week, just go blow out the opponent. And we've seen time and time again this year, good teams have struggled to put away bad teams and it ends up costing you. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys did that earlier in the season against the Cardinals. Although, to be fair, the Cowboys never held the lead at any point in that game. This was (laughs) much, much different, right? Yeah. yeah, so just to, to clarify here, it was nine total plays in the game, nine snaps where it went from 17 to 10 to 30 to 10, and basically the game was over. That's how fast is, it happened. Which is exactly what happened, you know, like a couple weeks ago. I it's mean, the Rams. There's the, the, the speed, the, the way that these, these games turn around with the Cowboys, you know, making a big play on defense, and then suddenly the offense kicking it into gear right after that. Um, you know, the Cowboys have been really good about suddenly bursting points and turning these games around and then not letting go. Uh, and I think we just saw another example of that this week. We should mention their defense really quickly before we start talking yeah. about, we're going to talk about a certain corner for the Dallas Cowboys. Don't you worry. But, uh, the Cowboys defense for the most part did everything you want them to do in this game. They gave up 10 points, uh, 187 total yards. They allowed, uh, they did force two turnovers. We'll get to one of those turnovers. Yes, that one drive was disappointing, but I can live with giving up one touchdown drive, especially when you're leading and that drive ends up basically burning the entire third quarter. And especially since they, I mean, they basically had to convert three fourth downs yes. in order to continue that drive. I mean, the Cowboys, I think, you know, kept the Panthers 0 for three on third downs on the drive that they scored on, which is crazy to say, but it's true. Uh, but they were, were fortunately, I think three for three on fourth yeah. downs on that drive. So yeah, I, I, I think you know for the most part, the, the the Panthers maybe ran the ball a little bit more than you you felt comfortable. But I, honestly, I think if if they're gonna take those chunks out, you know, at four or five yards, uh, and then fail to kind of get into a manageable third downs consistently and and not be able to convert those, uh, I'll continue to play my shell coverage and keep everything in front of us. Uh, and make someone like Bryce Young kind of you know drive the length of the field, yeah. and clearly he wasn't up for it for the most part. 
and it's ironically that's what the, the Panthers were clearly doing to the Cowboys on 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 the other side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, but the difference was is the the playmakers on the Cowboys offense were able to kind of overcome all the shell coverage that Carolina was playing. Yeah, the Panthers ran the ball well, but it's the lack of big plays that the Cowboys gave up. So they the Cowboys gave up one twenty yard reception to Stephen Sullivan. Actually, a really nice throw by Bryce Young. Yeah, it was. Uh, Adam Thielen had a sixteen yard catch. And then no other plays uh, above 15 yards all game. So you can live with that. If, if Even if you're giving up five yards per carry on the ground, if you're not allowing big plays in the passing game and you're not allowing big runs, it's pretty easy to, to survive those punches. Landon, I, we've got to talk about Deron Blay. I, I know you and I have done this several times. Just kind of we just give so much praise for Deron Blay and what he's done. I think we need to have another conversation about Deron Bland. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories every single day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, let's talk about Deron Bland. He had another pick six today. This is his fourth of the season. I think he has is it six pick sixes now uh, in two years, I believe, is the that number. right. 11 total interceptions. Got some questions for you. Number one, <laughs> is he the second best defender on this team right now? I, I think it's certainly, certainly a solid question. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to say yes at this point. I think so. I mean, just, it's not just the interceptions. I mean, the way he's in coverage as well. Like, I mean, I think you, he wasn't the it, guy they were picking on today. Yeah, no, he certainly wasn't. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the overall aspect of his game, right? I, I, what's crazy to me is that, you know, this was what Trayvon Diggs was doing before he got injured. Right, like like he was well, getting interceptions, getting turnovers. Well, maybe not at the rate that that Bland was. At this point. No, and I mean I love Trayvon. I, I, this team still misses Trayvon, but Trayvon would give up a lot. I mean, he would well, give up some big games where he give up yards. Bland's not right now. That, I, I think that's I, the difference. I think he was. That's the difference for, with Diggs before he got injured. This year, yes, was that he yes. had eliminated a lot of that Correct. stuff. And, and last year we, we saw happy, that to a degree. Yes, yeah, we were happy to see that kind of development, and then suddenly we see Bland. 
fully developed in both of those areas where he's getting the same amount of interceptions and also giving up little yards. Um, look, Deron Bland, I mean, statistically, uh, analytically, like when he was coming out of college at a Fresno, like he was one of the best man coverage corners in college mm-hmm. football. And, and man coverage is not something that's done exclusively or at a higher rate, especially compared to, to the NFL. So he came into the NFL with this skill set. I think that, you know, it's, he clearly was a guy that got overlooked. I mean, it, it's not just that he's, you know, an incredibly talented player. He's clearly incredibly intelligent. He's a very hard worker. He is steady as they come. I mean, look at all the kind of situations that he is continually being thrown into. And he's not like barely keeping his head above water guys. He has more pick sixes than anyone in, in NFL history uh, in one season. And, and he, you know, is how many games we have left. We still have yeah, seven like games seven, left. Still have seven games left. Uh, you know, so, Again, like it's all games with like, Sam Howell left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, geez, that one that passed at the end of the game today was what was he doing, man? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I, I just think that it's it's the combination of all the things, right? If it was just the if, if this was just a Trayvon Diggs in his rookie season, you know, or a second year season uh, kind of situation, maybe we maybe we like you know, uh, uh, can kind of brush it off because, okay, he's getting beat a lot, but he's like, it's a high risk, high reward situation. That's not the case with, with bland it is he's getting these interceptions and shutting folks down. Um, it's, it's, it's been such a surprising boon to this defense that, I mean, let's be honest. We just have not talked about the fact that Trayvon Diggs has been injured. And and that is the biggest compliment you could possibly pay De- Deron bland. Uh, and and he's you know he's showing out in a way that none of us. I mean, uh, look, I thought he was going to blossom into a star. I, I said it on 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 Locked On Sports today. Uh, like as soon as Trayvon Diggs got injured, even I didn't anticipate what no. he's been doing so far. This year. Um, so on the broadcast, Greg Olson said, uh, "Deron Bland, he's going to be a Pro Bowl or an All Pro player." And I just thought about it, I'm like All Pro. Yeah, I mean. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Right? Which, then I was, I was at, I was, I was watching the game with my brother and my cousin, and I asked one of them, I'm like, so if he is an all pro corner, is he like in the conversation for defensive player of the year this year with four pick sixes already? Like, how, how could he not be? How would he not be? Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't understand how, like, the st- statistically, he's tied an NFL record for for historical output at at pick sixes. Uh, and frankly, he's you know, and, and let's not even just talk about just interceptions in general. Like yeah. he's he's at a at a pace that no one else is currently in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone well beyond fluky into uh, this guy's a player and needs to be recognized. And I don't know if he's going to win defensive player of the year, but I mean, he certainly should be getting uh, uh, co- put put in the conversation. And I certainly think that he's in the conversation, if not at the top of the conversation. I'm going to say it. For best corner in the entire league, it's right crazy. Now. I, I so mean, he has you know? six interceptions this year. I'm pretty sure he's going to grade out as PFF's number one rated cornerback after 11 weeks. We'll check in on, on that tomorrow. Absolutely insane. But one of the reasons why he might not win that award is because no. of somebody who plays ahead of him. Uh, Micah Parsons had a huge game. Now, I did see after the game. The NFL gave J. Ron Curse a half a sack, so not a three-sack game for Mark, Micah Parsons, only a two-and-a-half-sack game, two tackles for a loss, three QB hits. I think this is the best game he's played so far this season. 
Yeah, and from uh, reports, apparently on the sideline, he was throwing up all day too. I, I don't know if he had a flu or something, but uh, yeah, Christy Scales was reporting that you know uh, there, he was having what was referred to as an ugly stomach issue, uh, and I think she meant ugly aesthetically, not necessarily like severity. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, the, impressive. Someone was someone tweeted at me, "Was this the uh, the Micah Parsons flu game?" Uh, maybe maybe it wasn't maybe. quite as uh, as as dire or as important as the Jordan's flu game at the time. Uh, but as far as a guy who played well while puking his guts out, yeah, sure, I guess that it is his flu game. Uh, anybody else on defense that you want to mention from this one? It's this is going to be a crazy week. We're going to do some all twenty two stuff tomorrow. Uh, but who did you notice from the broadcast standing out on that side of the ball? Demarcus Lawrence had a couple of really great plays, uh, including a sack. Obviously, Sam Williams. Uh, you know, I, I just seeing more Sam Williams, I mean, especially on special teams, he's looking great, but seeing more Sam Williams, like as that uh, three technique pass rusher, like kind of yeah. fully taking the, the backup role from DeMar- to Demarcus Lawrence, you know, I, he just is clearly going to be such a great fit for uh, that Demarcus Lawrence role whenever D-Law decides to hang it up. I, I just, yeah. I, that was fun and exciting to watch. Uh, I thought Damone Clark was all over the place, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just making tackles uh, and, and separating guys from the ball at different points. He had a really nice hit on uh, Thielen that separated Thielen from the ball and caused mm-hmm. an incompletion. Uh, so, yeah, I think, and then, oh, real quick. Donovan Wilson. We've been asking for Donovan Wilson to kind of, you know, finally, finally made a play on the play. He made two. He had a really nice tackle for loss uh, earlier in the game. And then, yeah, he was able to recover that fumble on the tackle as well. Uh, so it's so a big, big, big game for Donovan Wilson, which was great to see. Not to be overly negative in a 23-point cover win for the Cowboys, but I don't feel better about their slot corner situation going into next week. That, that's the one spot on defense that continues to make me feel a little worried going forward. Yeah, you know, Thielen's a good receiver. You know, I, I, I think you're right that 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 without a doubt, Lewis is the weak link in this defense. I mean, I think there's no ways around that. Um, but I, 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 I also am tipping my cat to Thielen, who you know I had been some realized, unbelievable catches. He, do you realize that he has? They were talking about it on the radio broadcast. Do you realize that he had as many catches as Ceedee Lamb coming into this game, and as many touchdowns? Like oh. that's that's the kind of year that Thielen's having this year. So yeah. uh, he clearly still had it, and he showed you he was able to get open on some rub routes and stuff, and, and still catching the ball, doing good stuff. So. Yeah, uh, overall, overall, the defense did play really well. Only gave up 10 points on the road against the rookie quarterback. You can't ask them to do much more than that. They created two turnovers. They had seven sacks, and mm-hmm. it felt like they could have had like three or four more. Bryce Young just didn't throw the ball away. They absolutely did their job. I want to talk about the offense, Landon, uh, specifically the run game, which still looks a little clunky out there. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, if that is your time to order in with DoorDash, there's no need to root for your favorite team on an empty stomach. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. I actually ordered DoorDash on Saturday, got some wings. I uh, got a nice slice of chocolate pie from one of my favorite restaurants here out in Cory. Absolutely love DoorDash. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. 
Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Every day, we will be back on Tuesday to answer your Twitter questions. We'll do some All-22 review, so make sure you tune in for that. Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' rushing attack. Uh, they had 107 rushing yards in this game, only averaged four yards per carry. Still a little clunky. Tony Pollard did get into the end zone, but why are they having so much trouble running the ball right now? Well, I think they had they had trouble today because they went against a very good defensive tackle who was having a very good game. Deron Brown was was really Derek really, Brown, Derek Brown yeah. was, was really really good. Um, but I think also beyond that too, I think the numbers got a little skewed because as the Cowboys started to pull away, the Panthers knew the Cowboys were going to be running the football to try to salt this thing away. On top of that, you you start to sub in some guys in the middle of the fourth quarter uh, when you took a good portion of your running uh, attempts, and, and you had uh, Chuma Doga and TJ Bass in there, which you know are great, but they're they're not Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, right? Uh, I, I still think that at, at this point, the, the, you're getting, I think you're getting what you need out of the run game. Um, I, you know, you're not like it's still it still was decently efficient today it wasn't like you know completely an inefficient run game and 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 i think that they've shown at this point you know that they need the pass game to open up the run game a little bit that that it just helps you know kind of clear things out at the line of scrimmage and they just have a lot more success when teams are concerned with stopping the pass and then uh hitting them with the run and it also shows that you know this team is a better second half running team than they are in the first half, yeah. right? They, they want to kind of, you know, tenderize you a little bit early and, and they're okay with taking one and two yard carries uh, as long as they're, they're turning into four, three and five yard carries in, in the second half. And they were, uh, and, and so I, it's not, you, you know, I think we're used to a dominant run game that can just force the ball down their throat, or if they weren't, that they would still try to force the ball down their throat. Sure. And, you know, sure. as much as we would like to have, that you know ultra efficient run game that that starts early in the game if the trade-off is what we're getting from this offense in the passing offense i'm willing to trade that off because i do think that this offense overall is still incredibly efficient still moving the ball at a great rate now that they've kind of figured out some of their red zone woes uh they're scoring at a good rate I, i i think you know you can't be graded at everything um, and I think that the Cowboys have gotten, you know, incremental improvement in their run game, especially in the weeks since Jeff Blasco has been back. And it feels like they've started to kind of mix in a bunch of different run concepts, throw away the wildcat thing. Yes, <laughs> you know, the Cowboys would have had a very a much nicer looking run game day if they had just taken away those two negative plays, which I think accounted for like negative. To me, that just is like they're just trying to put something on tape for like Washington on a short week to worry about, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. But I agree with you. To me, the the issue seems like on some of these first down runs, they're getting two yards, and they really need to get four. Honestly, some of it's a running back issue. Like these running backs just aren't creating a lot of yards after contact. Um, And I don't know if that's really Tony Pollard's game. Uh, maybe that's more Rico Dowdle, but that seems like the big issue for me. If you could fix that or just get a little bit more efficient there, I think you'll be okay. I did want to talk about the passing game before we head out. The Cowboys only averaged five yards per attempt. A couple of things. Uh, this was very much like the Jets game plan of let Dak get rid of the ball quickly and don't take sacks and just try to stay ahead of the chains. 
They also had guys slip like crazy. I don't know what was going on in that Carolina field, but guys were slipping all over the place. And you had multiple big chunk plays in the passing game down the field, CeeDee Lamb in the first half where they were, they drew like defensive pass interference. You don't get those, those yards, but those were big plays that came from the passing game. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about only average, only averaging five yards per attempt when Dak was still really efficient in this game. Yeah, the field turf. I think this may have been only their first or second time to play on that specific turf, right? This year, you could see. Uh, yeah, and you could tell they were slipping a lot. And honestly, I think it took away a lot of opportunities for yards after carry and 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 yards after catch. Um, so uh, I, I think that you saw a couple of times where specifically Rico was slipping in the backfield when he was trying to make a cut. I think you saw CD Lamb slip a couple different times. So you know they were clearly having a hard time you know, uh, uh, keeping their footing at moments when they were trying to make hard cuts in order to evade defenders. And that's why you saw, I think, Carolina Carolina tackled incredibly well today. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Cowboys were falling right in front of them at times. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not worried. They, the Panthers also just played this kind of defense where they just didn't want to give up big plays. They yeah. wanted to have the Cowboys throw the ball underneath, tackle. Lots of zone. Lots, Lots of, of zone, and they did it. I mean, they really did it because of their cornerbacks. They just didn't have the the horses to play a lot of man-to-man coverage. So yep. this is what you got. The Cowboys held the ball for an incredible amount of time in the first half. They had some of these really long drives. But anytime you can put up, would they put up 27 points on offense? Is that right? Because they had to pick six on defense. 27 points on offense. Yep. Yep. You control the clock. You don't turn the ball over. You take it. Yep, absolutely. Sorry. And look, they, they've tried to make this an ugly game, and you won by 23 points. I mean, I, yes. I think that shows you you know, where this team is right now. And you and I discussed on Friday, style points don't matter on the game before Thanksgiving. All you want to do is come out of that game with a win, be relatively healthy. Again, we're crossing our fingers, but it sounds like the Cowboys were able to do that. Now you've put yourself in a position to play three straight home games against three inferior opponents. Go win those games, and now you have a chance to do some real damage in the NFC. Job well done by the Dallas Cowboys. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, every day, we will be back tomorrow to break down all of the the Cowboys action from the All-22. We're going to answer your Twitter questions, so make sure that you send them in to us. We also wanted to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel with all the top sports stories of the day with our local experts. Absolutely fantastic. You can go check out our show on YouTube, Lockdown Cowboys. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your victory Monday, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.